Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2302 with a release date of Friday, December 10th, 2021 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The Federal Communications Commission gets its first female chief, WhisperNet data yields new clues for a missing airliner, and Switzerland forms the newest AMSAT society. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2302 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. And now reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Our top story is a historic move by U.S. lawmakers who have confirmed the first woman to lead the Federal Communications Commission. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, brings us the details. The United States Federal Communications Commission gained its first woman at the helm on Tuesday, December 7th, as lawmakers overwhelmingly confirmed her nomination. Jessica Rosenworcel begins her five-year term following a vote of 68 to 31 in the United States Senate. She had been serving as the panel's acting chair since January. The new FCC chief immediately went on Twitter saying it was, quote, the honor of my lifetime to lead the FCC and serve as the first permanent female chair. Thank you to the president and Senate for entrusting me with this responsibility, end quote. The lawmakers confirmed her just weeks before her temporary term was about to expire. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW. An important tool used by amateur radio operators may have helped locate a commercial airliner that was tragically lost nearly eight years ago. Graham Camp VK4BB has that story. A British aeronautical engineer who has employed weak signal propagation reporting, or WSPR, in attempts to find remnants of a doomed Boeing 777 that crashed in March of 2014, is claiming to have located the missing aircraft. Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 disappeared into the South Indian Ocean, west of Perth, Australia, when it should have been en route to Beijing and, although debris has washed up, wreckage of the plane itself has not yet been found. The engineer, Richard Godfrey, told the BBC recently that his finding, which he believes has at last located the crash site, came through using a combination of Boeing performance data, Inmarsat satellite data, oceanographic floating debris drift data and WISPANET data. German engineer Robert Westphal, DJ4FF, was an early proponent of aiding in the search for the plane using WSPR or weak signal propagation reporting, although there remain other whisper experts in the amateur radio community who have shed doubts on the success of this method. Robert Westphal publicly reaffirmed his confidence in it. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The 22nd annual Skywarn Recognition Day was a busy one. Randy Sly, W4XJ, brings us up to date. The phrase, how's the weather, took on a different meaning recently during the 22nd annual Skywarn Recognition Day. On Saturday, December 4th, amateur stations exchanged CUSO information, including weather reports, with as many of the National Weather Service stations active as possible. More than 970 registered Skywarn amateur stations and 1,600 total registrants participated. Supporters who weren't hams did their part by posting on various social media platforms. SRD coordinator Michael Lewis of the National Weather Service told Amateur Radio Newsline, quote, 
even with restrictions preventing amateur radio operators from attending all the NWS offices, the amateur radio community came to the rescue, putting 32 offices on the air throughout the event, end quote. Skywarn Recognition Day began in 1999 by the National Weather Service and the ARRL to recognize all Skywarn spotters serving the United States. Spotters provide critical weather information before, during, and after adverse weather strikes, including reports of rain and snow, ice and wind, storms and tornadoes, flooding and fire. For more information on the Skywarn program, visit weather.gov forward slash Skywarn. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Randy Sly, W4XJ. Welcome to the newest amateur radio satellite organization, which joins Germany, the UK, and other nations in serving the ham satellite community around the world. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has the details. Amsat HB, the newest amateur radio satellite organization, came into being on November the 26th in Switzerland with the help and guidance of Amsat DL's president, Peter Gulsov, DB2OS. The group will promote amateur radio service via satellites in Switzerland and around the globe. Credited with suggesting the formation of AMSAT HB, Peter led the founding meeting virtually from Hanover and has been granted honorary membership. The new officers include President Michael Lipp, HB9WDF, and Vice President Wolfgang Sidler, HB9RYZ. The organisation has applied to be affiliated to the USKA, the National Radio Society in Switzerland. From its radio newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. Japan's space program is looking for a few good astronauts, as we hear from Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. The Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency will begin receiving applications later this month for astronaut candidates to be part of the NASA-helmed lunar exploration program called Artemis. JAXA plans to assign astronauts to long-term work either aboard the International Space Station, the Japanese experiment module attached to it, or to NASA's lunar orbit outpost known as Gateway. The application window opens on December 20th and will close on March 4th of 2022. JAXA does not expect to release the names of successful candidates before February of 2023. Part of the recruitment effort will focus on attracting female candidates, since Japan presently has no female astronauts active in the nation's space program. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. A key developer in the popular free WSJTX digital software has become a silent key. With that story is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. The passing of Bill Somerville, G4WJS, was announced in the group's I.O. mailing list for WSJTX on the 4th of December by Bill's longtime friend and colleague, Joe Taylor, K1JT. Joe Bill and Steve Frank, K9AN, formed the core development group creating the Weak Signal open source software, beginning their partnership in 2013. Joe wrote in his group's IO posting, Our free open source software could not have achieved its extensive worldwide popularity and influence in ham radio without Bill's essential contributions. In addition to writing code for important portions of the QT-based user interface for WSJTX, Bill helped to bring the overall program structure more nearly up to professional standards. 
In 2020, the team of three was presented with Hamvention's Technical Achievement Award for their work. According to a biography included in a paper on the Princeton University website, Bill had been an active amateur radio operator since 1981. He had a degree in chemistry from the University of Bristol and enjoyed a long career in computer software and hardware. Joe noted in his remarks that he had only met met Bill in person a few times, but that they communicated regularly. He added, I have only started to think about the many ways in which I will miss Bill. He described Bill's passing as unexpected, but there were no additional details available. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. It's time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K2ADA repeater in Ocala, Florida, on Fridays and Saturdays at 7 p.m. local time. Hams in India gathered recently to celebrate one of radio's pioneers and to share his story. John Williams, VK4JJW, brings us that report. Celebrated for his studies into transmitting and receiving on radio's shortwave frequencies and for his spirit of experimentation, the pioneering Indian scientist Jagadish Chandra Bose was the focus of a webinar held by the West Bengal Radio Club. The one-hour webinar took place November 30th, but now available for viewing on the club's YouTube channel. The program opens with a presentation by biophysicist Guatam Masu, who told attendees, quote, he took a road that no one took before, and that is why we should remember him, end quote. The scientist, who died in 1937, was born in what is now Bangladesh. He's credited with developments that eventually led to Guglielmo Marconi's creation of the wireless receiver. For a link to the YouTube channel and the webinar, see the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. A Seattle, Washington area amateur radio club has had its applications for non-commercial educational FM channels tossed out by the FCC, which told the club that there were too many technical defects in the proposal. According to a report in Radio World, the Fort Ward Amateur Radio Club on Bainbridge Island had a number of issues that needed addressing, including what the FCC cited as failure to comply with interference treaty agreements between the U.S. and Canada. The FCC allows unsuccessful applicants to reapply with an amendment fixing the issues, provided they do so within 30 days of the rejection. If you have a skill to share, an insight to explain, or some other contribution you'd like to make to the world's amateur radio community, you may want to offer a presentation at the next QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo, which is taking place on the weekend of March 12th and 13th, 2022. Stephen Kinford, N8WB, has the details. With the new year just around the corner, planning is already well underway for the next QSO Today Virtual Ham Expo. Hams and other presenters are being asked to consider sharing on various aspects of the hobby in which they have expertise. According to the QSO Today website, the ongoing search is an international one, with hams being asked to present from around the world to the thousands who attend the virtual two-day conference. Presentations are generally recorded for playback during the event. 
followed by a live question and answer period. Accommodations can be made for presentations in languages other than English. The QSO Today website has an online application for prospective speakers. If you wish to apply, follow the link included in the text version of this week's newscast at airnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB. Parks chasers and activators are looking forward to two winter events. With that report is Vance Martin, N3VEM. In Parks on the Air News. As the seasons start to change, we at POTA would like to remind you of two upcoming winter events. The first is the annual New Beginnings New Year Certificate. To earn one of these certificates, simply make at least one contact as a POTA activator or hunter in the first week of 2022. We can't think of a better way to ring in the new year than by doing so with Parks on the Air. Also landing in January is our next seasonal Support Your Parks event. The first seasonal event of 2022 is on January 15th and 16th, which gives you a great opportunity to do some wintertime POTA. For those of you in the north, just remember to dress warm, fire up your portable heaters if you're lucky enough to have them, and stay safe. Lastly, be sure to tune in to your favorite ham radio media outlets in early January, as next month's POTA update will include not only the December release, but the year-end summary for 2021 as well. We look forward to having you join us as we celebrate a spectacular year of Parks on the Air. This is November 3, Victor Echo Mike with your month-ending November 2021 Parks on the Air update. Be sure to visit parksontheair.com for information about the program and pota.app for spotting, park information, leaderboards, and more. In the world of DX, Danny EA4ATI can be heard from Dakar and Senegal on 80 through 10 meters as 6W1TG. Send QSLs to EA4R. Danny's plan is to upload his log to Logbook of the World and EQSL. In Lesotho, Chris ZS1CDG plans to be on the air as 7P8GOZ between December 20th and 26th. He will be operating holiday style on 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters using FT8 and a long wire. Send QSLs via his home call or Logbook of the World. Mario IZ3KVD is in Zambia using the call sign 9J2MYT. He will be there in Lusaka until June of 2022. Listen for him on single sideband on 40, 20, 17, 15, and 10 meters. Send QSLs via IZ3KVD direct only. Reply QSLs will be printed after he has returned to Italy. We also have an update from the Rebel DX group about their Bouvet Island 3Y0I de-expedition, which was to begin this month. The team said that with the borders open again in Fiji, they can leave and are monitoring the access situation in South Africa closely in order to plan their departure from Cape Town to Bouvet soon. Finally, we all know it's a little more challenging doing antenna work during the winter months, but what if your antenna work is being done in space? where you have the added risk of dodging debris. Jack Parker, W8ISH, tells us exactly what happens. In fact, what did happen. The communications antenna on the ISS needed swapping out, and who better than astronauts Thomas Marshburn, KE5HOC, and Kayla Barron, KI5LAL, to tackle the task. The pair were originally supposed to make the switch during a spacewalk scheduled for late November, but reports of space debris caused NASA to bump the action out until Thursday, December 2nd instead. 
With NASA television capturing the moment, the Hams ventured out to replace a faulty antenna system located on the station's truss structure. According to the NASA website, the replacement antenna was needed to help retain communications redundancy, something that was in question recently after the faulty antenna lost its ability to send signals to mission control through NASA's tracking and data relay satellite system. A video of your own antenna work may not be quite as exciting as this, but if you want to watch Thomas and Kayla tackle the task, you can see it all on YouTube. A link to the video appears in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. With thanks to AirlineRatings.com, the ARRL, Associated Press, the BBC, CQ Magazine, CNBC, David Behar, K7DB, Groups.io, The Hill, NASA, Ohio Penn DX, Princeton University, QRZ.com, QSO Today, Radio World, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Space News, the USKA, YouTube, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2021. All rights reserved.